I'm Dean Jackson. He's Joe Polish. And this is the I Love Marketing Podcast. Jackson and Joe Polish and we are driving in a car. In uh, a car. Dean Jackson is driving and so therefore maybe I'll talk more. We just want to get everyone up to speed. So this up is a, speed. how many car casts have we done since this we started? This is the second I think car cast. If you want to call popular. it popular. You know what I was thinking about that we uh, could have done was the car cast and a Yellow Pages Roulette episode combined. Yellow Pages Roulette in the car would have been the perfect thing, and maybe we'll do that at some point. Yeah, well, I, we got a better idea because where are we headed right now? Well, we're we're leaving where Dean lives in Winter Haven, yeah. and we're, he's driving, and we're going down to Tampa because J.J. Virgin, the uh, New York Times best-selling author of The Virgin Diet, uh, who's awesome. Uh, Genius Network member, uh, you know, one of the top fitness, uh, you know, experts in the world. She is doing a Mindshare Summit, which is an event she does for people that are in the fitness, exercise, nutrition, supplementation, uh, predominantly industry, although there will be a handful of uh, New York Times best-selling authors there and people in different fields, but it's, you know, a pretty high-level group, mm-hmm. and so I'm the keynote speaker, and hey. along with, uh, you know, Victoria Labam, who is a performance coach. She's also a Genius Network member also. Yeah. She's awesome, and I just attended and paid for her event, which was last week in San Francisco. It was a $6,000 uh, two-day event on how to basically, you know, be a better performer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I'm always a student as much as I am in a position of helping to teach people and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we're driving up there and I'm going to give a presentation on what will help people in, in, the, in the health, fitness, nutrition, you know, field. And since I was uh, Bill Phillips' uh, marketing consultant on and off for over a 13-year period, he was the author of the book Body for Life. You know, I first met him. Looking back through my notes uh, last week, I found the original... The original when you met him? Well, no, the original oh. actual booklet from this no-holds-barred bodybuilding seminar that he was doing, which I used to think was in 1996. It was actually in 1995. Wow! And so I met him at the, you know, at the Bally Hotel, and you know, I, uh, you know, struck up a conversation with him. We were talking about, you know, Gary Halbert and copywriting and stuff. And he asked me to, you know, follow up with him if I could help him with some copy. And uh, he ended up, you know, hiring me for a day of consulting. Uh, at the time, I was thirty-eight hundred and fifty dollars a day. A way, bargain. Yeah, way back. Yeah, yeah, twenty-five grand for half a day today. So I have more than ten times my consulting fees. Hey, there we go. If someone, if someone really wants me for a whole day they could pay 50 grand but I I do consulting in half days at 25 when I do do them uh, although I really try to you know talk people out of hiring me for consulting and just join 25 yeah you get a a better bang for your buck and you know you get more more time with me and that's got to be a pleasure for some some insane individuals all right so anyway so I'm going up to uh, JJ's and I'm going to share some of the the things that I uh, helped Bill with that uh, I taught Bill and you know Bill is as we're as we're doing this recording he's uh, right in the midst of launching um, uh, 
a campaign with uh, bodybuilding.com. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the deal. And so I figured I would kind of go through some of the some of the stuff. A preview. So this is like, even though this will go up after the fact, yeah, we're talking about back. it right now. Yeah. This is kind of like you're getting, if they, only they could be here in the car with us right now, they'd be getting a preview of some new stuff never shared before that's going to be shared tomorrow. Yeah, well, here's what's funny about it. Now, what, what I can deliver here is like a, a keynote presentation, sure. uh, you know, with the slides you and know, I could, visuals uh, and all that, yeah. but I can go through it. And, and sure. here, here's the funny thing, too, is this allows, and I, this is for people that are in any sort of business. <laughs> you're in the information marketing business. You're in the educational business, no matter if you think you're in the service business or you produce and yeah. manufacture wi widgets or you're, you're in, in, you know, investments or, or whatever, you still have to use knowledge and information. And mm -hmm. so by doing a podcast here to sneak into our world, yeah. this also gives me an opportunity to get more deeper get in my mind. around it together. What I'm going to share This is tomorrow. all part of that, you know, kind of letting people in on the, the creative process, you know, because if they've been following our, uh, on Facebook, you know, we put up the pictures from my dining room with the index cards laid out all over the dining room table and talking about our focus times. This is all, uh, this is the tail end. We've spent whatever, two days together now. Right. This is the tail end of that, uh, on our way to, JJ's, yeah, where you're actually going to do this uh, this presentation. So it's kind of like, and this is a, a part of the creative process of, you know, you, I've been watching you write all these index cards and get all these uh, slides done, but I haven't heard the presentation. So this will be a chance for you to kind of test drive the the way you're going to say all these uh, all these ideas. Yeah, although I'm going to say it much differently yeah. and my speech is going to be longer than I have here, so I'm going to just touch on some key ideas. Uh, and what I, I do want to do is get kind of people up to speed just so they kind of know the amount of work that uh, I put into even my own personal development. So like as many of our listeners know because we've talked about this, I'm helping Tony Robbins with a contest model and I learned a ton about contest models uh, working with Bill Phillips because he did physique transformation contest and then I ran my own contest for many many years I gave away you know uh, for a decade I gave away cars and vacations you know everything from you know Mercedes to the original Jaguar convertible that Bill gave me as a, as a gift to you know a trip to Necker Island Land Rovers you know all that sort of stuff and, and plus you know working with Peter Diamandis now you know I know a lot about about contest models and at the end of 2014 I went to date with destiny Tony Robbins six-day mm -hmm. event he invited me I sat in the VIP section well you don't really sit there you kind of stand, stand a lot and jump around <laughs> and dance and scream at the top of your lungs and I was totally fine until I got back in town and then I got sick first cold I've had for the longest time and I went up there with five different people and they all got uh, you know, sick th yeah they were all with me either my team or friends everyone got sick except uh, my girlfriend and then I got well, you know, and I was like, man, I haven't had a cold in like the longest time. And I thought I was doing really well. So I, I come back and then after I get back from Victoria's event, you know, I have to, I'm in town in Phoenix for one day. Then I got to fly to Chicago where it's freezing right now for strategic coach. And so I stay at Dan uh, Sullivan and Bab's house and I got a cold. And so I've got a cold right now and I've got to talk tomorrow and I'm right getting over it. But you better route me. I've been, yeah. you know, my nose is raw from blowing my nose oh, and man. that's 
sort of stuff. But the thing is, like, this is a some of the stuff that you, you, you do. It's it's just a really you don't have to unless you're crazy like yeah. me. But it's like this month in January of yeah. 2015 is my most heavily booked in travel month probably of the year at least. So I've really started this year, mm-hmm. you know, with Off a lot of, the of stuff. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's sort of what's been going on. And so this is if you want to call this the creative process, this is the creative it process. Is. So one one of the uh, one of the the I, I'm so used to overheads. You remember the term overheads? Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Putting them For, on the uh, a young person may not even know what that is. What right. is an overhead? Because we have the overhead projector, PowerPoint, and keynote. But one of the the slides I have is a quote from Steve Jobs, uh, which was on May 25th, 1997, at the Worldwide Developers Conference. And it's you've got to start with the customer experience and work back toward forward the technology not the other way around yeah and the reason that I'm showing that is a lot of people today one of the things that you know let's take Bill Phillips as an example uh-huh. is he really focused on bonding with the clientele and, and delivering a world-class experience when when some he had a, a magazine called muscle media 2000 which was written for pretty much hardcore bodybuilders there were articles on how to do steroids uh, and you know the premise of the magazine was we don't recommend them you know but we know that a lot of people that are going to be professional bodybuilders if you want to be a professional you're going to be using you know steroids and the other magazines will show you know big huge bodybuilders and muscular individuals but they will show their diets and their exercises but they leave one thing out which is all these people are on drugs yeah and so we're actually gonna you know share that information here you know we don't recommend it for entertainment purposes only but here you go you know that sort of uh-huh. thing and, and it was a very interesting magazine bill would publish hate mail it had profanity in it i mean it, it was a, it was a pretty hardcore bodybuilding magazine and so he, st- he started these physique transformation contests and i'll come back to some of this and i won't tell this exactly like the way i'm telling uh-huh. it here at jj's event but what he ended up uh, you know, discovering is that where most of the sales for, and it's raining right now too. So if you're, this is probably not the most conducive sound for a podcast. So if you're hearing, hearing little beeps, it's not staticky uh, recording. It's, part it's, of the it's, it's process. raining. Yeah, it's all so, <laughs> Can't believe this. My raspy voice, the rain. It. Yeah. So uh, basically, I gave Bill this idea to donate money to the Make a Wish Foundation for a video that he had produced called Body of Work. Mm -hmm. And I will recommend going to different things outside this podcast. Like if you go to YouTube, you can actually watch the original documentary he put together. Mm -hmm. It was a powerful, you know, inspirational movie about these 10 individuals that entered his physique transformation contest, all competing to win you know, Bill's uh, Lamborghini and try to become the uh, EAS uh, spokesperson. And so it was a spokesperson competition that came with prizes. And around that time is when I helped, in, you know, helped Bill and he needed an idea for distribution of that uh, documentary that was an elegant idea. And so I had, you know, I'd shared with him a, a, a strategy that I used, which I'll come back to. But the point is that one idea really gave him a giant halo effect and mm-hmm. it, it brought in a whole new a group of individuals that I think was a strategic, not I think, I know, was a strategic byproduct of doing a campaign that actually helped grant wishes for kids and raise money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And it actually shifted the direction of who he focused 
his selling of supplements and the magazine, uh, how the magazine was written. And literally in a very quick period of time, it went from a hardcore, very edgy, you know, bodybuilding magazine yeah. to more about personal development and no profanity or at least less profanity and no articles about, you know, steroids or gray market stuff, you know, that sort of stuff. And so it'd be interesting to hear Bill's perspective. I mean, I've had Bill, we've done a creative conference at Bill's house in the past, which he was nice enough to put together for a lot of my Better Your Best contest winners. And, you know, I had Bill speak at three different events of mine where he would actually share, you know, his lessons for selling. So, you know, that sort of stuff. But going back to the quote, you got to start with the customer experience and work back towards the technology, not the other way around. This is something that me and Dean have talked about quite a bit on past episodes. Right. It's, it's about... You know, I was just thinking that when you were uh, saying that, when we did the live cast just a few weeks ago, or when, it must have been just before Christmas, I guess, um, you know, the I shot three videos for it, and starting with the during unit. It's right. always, you know, most people think, well, before, during, after that you start with the before unit. But in reality, when I'm going into a business and going into um, looking at what's, uh, what's happening, I start in the during unit. It's exactly that. Yeah. What, what's the result that you can get? Well, so, so here's the thing. So, so technology is important. Uh, but psychology is infinitely more important when it comes to selling and it comes with bonding. And so I'm gonna I'll move the mic away when what is it? I'm the one that's Sorry. got a cold and you're I've sitting there. I've had the cold too. All right. Well, yeah, I'm just getting over it. Don't touch me. All right. So the the thing I'm saying so a lot. If if so, uh, if Joel so. Weldon, the speaking coach, is there, he would be getting me for the ums and the ahs oh and the so's. I'm trying to segue without saying so. Without, without saying so momentum. right now. Right. And so psychology versus technology. Psychology is about... That was just funny. It's like you said, I'm trying to get away from it. And then the first thing you said was, so the technology. Yeah. Yeah, it was there you funny. Go. There you go. I want you to give me a quarter for every so I say. <laughs> I'm going to say it a lot. I'm not sure I have enough. <laughs> One thing I do show during my presentation in the beginning is my bio video. So I position myself and establish so people in the audience know who I am. Because there's, you know, I know there's a guy in the audience that has a $50 million a year supplement company. And there might be people doing more revenue than that. So I want them to know who I am. And so a lot of you have seen my uh, bio video. If you have not, you can... Uh, go to YouTube and just type in Joe Polish bio video. So I'll mention some things that I, if you want to go look at them to, to give you a better idea. And the other, uh, last, last night you actually posted something on Facebook. I'll post it on the Joe Polish fan page. The picture that you put up of me with the 3x5 cards right, on your yeah. kitchen table. Yeah. So you can see how I think through planning out a presentation. This is something that I learned from Victoria Labam, L-A-B-A-L-M-E. If you want advice, if you want to go through a really awesome training with someone that can teach you how to be a performance coach, you know, she's done stand-up comedy, she's done commercials, she's been in movies, she, uh, you know, her husband is even the voice of Yoda hmm. from Star Wars, so she's, she's an awesome lady. Alright, so... I said it again. Then I ha then I have a slide of a guy in a mouse trap. He's just it's an ad that I saw years ago. 
and this guy's trapped. And the point I'm gonna make is, do you have an elf business or do you have a half business? And so if you wanna create an easy, lucrative, fun business versus a half business, which is hard, annoying, lame, and frustrating, you want to do things that are gonna give you the ability to leverage yourself. And so the next presentation slide says, can and clone yourself. This is something that I first learned from Gary Halbert when it came to marketing. And we've talked about this a lot mm -hmm. on different episodes of, of I Love Marketing. The, the best salesperson in the world is limited by the clock. You can only talk to so many people in right. a given period of time. But if you can can and clone yourself with a sales letter or a sales video or a podcast. Well, that you know, then you know that you can, totally fits with what we were talking about earlier from the imitation game. Well, you'll so have to explain I'll explain it. Cause, so Joe and I went to see the movie uh, The Imitation Game, which was about World War II and, and uh, cracking the Enigma um, codebreaker. And this the lead character, that Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, he... It was, ve it was very interesting that they were... Uh, in the Enigma codes, they would reset them every night, so they had to fiercely go to work to try and decode that day's messages. And it was like being on a, a hamster wheel, because all the work that they were doing that day was to decode the message for that day, and all that work was then lost when it was uh, when they reset the codes. And Benedict wasn't participating in that. He wasn't you know, wasting his time on going to solve only a problem that's going to be solved for the day. He knew that in order to solve this permanently, you had to, he was working on a machine that could solve the problem forever. And that's really what this canning and cloning yourself can do. You know, a lot of times people, entrepreneurs, if they're um, sales oriented entrepreneurs, the thing they know how to do is sell. So they get out there and they sell, sell, sell. Right. And they don't want to take time away from the selling. But when you realize that if they do take time away, that things, you know, stop. And so the choice of spending time away from the selling, which seems like the most valuable thing that you could be doing, seems like you're making progress and you get that immediate payoff for it, it seems like um, uh, sometimes a bad or a risky or a um, idle decision to, to step away from that. But when you're stepping away from it to create something that's going to can and clone yourself and create a machine that can do all of the marketing for you and a lot of the selling for you, it's creating something that's going to live on and solve that problem forever, not just for the day. Right, and so although, you know, we posted that we had seen that movie, I shot a little video and I posted it on my Facebook page and I know a lot of people listening most are actually not on my personal uh, Facebook page and I can't even accept any more people unless I go and delete all of the requests that are sitting there right now. So maybe we'll put that on the fan page or something. Yeah. This, uh, Bab Smith, who's uh, Dan Sullivan's, uh, you know, partner and runs Strategic Coach, she posted, you know, the movie wasn't historically accurate, but, you know, it was, 
you know, it was still yeah, it was just, a good movie. I'm just speaking metaphorically that, that that it made such a connection to me that that's really what this is. Is you know that that's the thing that uh, um, entrepreneurs can take from that is working on the machine, and it's hard work. I mean, it's not that it's not hard work. It is hard work, and it sometimes takes longer than getting the immediate payoff, but in a in a smaller uh, in a smaller way. Yes, and so I think everyone should go see that movie. First off, I don't think any movies that are based on a true story are, are historically accurate. I, th- I mean, like, yeah, ever. There's always many perspectives, right? Yes. So the, the movie is worth seeing, though, because it's a great it's a great analogy. It's a lot really of people well that will not sit down and write a sales letter or not figure out the offer or the list, they won't go through those things because it's more exciting and you get what appears to be an immediate result if you go out face to face and make a sale or if you're pitching your wares but to really take the time and develop an elf marketing system is how you get out of the mousetrap so the guy's in the mousetrap because he's keep he's just there he won't get outside of that world and get out of the trap or develop something that doesn't you know fall into it in the first place and in a Gary Halbert line he used to say to me is some games in life the only way you win is you don't play and so the sales game without marketing is a game that I don't think is worth playing right and that's where most people are at and they don't have marketing so part of me explaining this is I want the people in the audience there and many of course are already extremely bright marketers I want them to do a better job of canning and cloning themselves because these methods work and so then I talk about education based marketing and I'll share my very first consumer awareness guide which we've done an entire past episode on I love marketing about it so I'll share with everyone that I learned the marketing that I now teach that I now know today that I've you know used to, to, to lift many people out of very difficult situations running a company starting a company and basically I'm a convert of my own system because I used to be dead broke you know living on credit cards trying to run a carpet cleaning business and I cared a lot about my clients and I did really good work but I just didn't have enough business because I didn't understand marketing and so I developed an educational tool called a, a consumers guide to carpet cleaning which I hired a copywriter uh, for $1,800 back in 1992 to write my first version of a consumer awareness guide and it's basically the, the reason that I share this is that I had to figure out how to successfully sell something nobody wants to buy and do it robotically because people were calling up saying how much do you charge and I couldn't stand that question you know how much do you charge because uh, it's you'd be on the phone with someone and then they'd like well let me talk to my husband or yeah. talk to my wife and I'll call you back and I was like wow that's just a really inefficient way to right. sell something how can I get people to call up and, and then they're gonna call somebody else and get another lower number and not have the whole story and just pick them based on that lower number right right yeah. so I created consumer guide to carpet cleaning read this guide and discover you know six costly misconceptions about carpet cleaning eight mistakes to avoid when choosing a carpet cleaner uh, you know how to avoid four carpet cleaning ripoffs. Seven questions: Ask a carpet cleaner before you invite them into your home. The difference between value and price. How to get your carpet cleaner to 100% guarantee their work. Crawling critters and crud. A guide to the slime, grime, and livestock that's seeping, creeping, and galloping through your carpet. All of that sort of stuff. And you know any 
anyone that's listened to every episode of I Love Marketing has heard me say this probably like 20 times. The, the, the point being, I want them to first see that perspective of education-based marketing and one of the most effective ways to sell and present what it is you're doing is by teaching people how to make a buying decision because the number one question going through everyone's mind is who can I trust? Now, I'll relate that back into the fitness world as I go along, but I, I'm gonna share that model with them and I'm gonna hold up a consumer awareness guide, then I'm gonna show uh, a cover of uh, Dean Graziosi's uh, book, Be a Real Estate Millionaire, which I think came out in, I don't know, 2005, 2006 and Borders Books was still in business at the time and there were less, you know, e-books and less, uh, you know, less electronic books right. and Kindles and all of that. You could actually go to a store. Yeah, there were more bookstores. hold book a book in your hand. Right, yeah. which you still can, but it's nowhere near what it was back then. I mean, you're in the big cities now. Yeah, you're you're talking uh, you're talking like a decade ago. Yeah. And so I at one of and this was Dean's uh, very first uh, Genius Network meeting. I think it might have been his second, but I think it was his first. And he was talking about how this book was coming out. He was running an infomercial for it. And if you don't know Dean Graziosi, he's you know the top real estate trainer uh, in investing in real estate uh, in the world. You know. Uh, he's done over a billion and a half dollars on his brand, very sharp marketer. And I shared the idea of a stick strategy where you want to have a response mechanism and put it on the outside of you know, a book, a course, anything physical, and it says, warning, reading this amazing book will change your life. Call now to hear an important free recorded message from best-selling author Dean Graziosi. Now, if you actually want to get a copy of Dean's book and see this, you can still order this book on Amazon, of course. I think he sold over a million copies of this book, but he had, he was the first New York Times best-selling author that had a free recorded message on the cover of the book. And so I'm sharing that as another way to have an marketing system. See, someone buys Dean's book and then you give them an immediate way to hear his voice where he thanks them for buying the book and then recommends other things that they can do. Now, I, I'm pretty sure he's changed the message since when it first came out, but at the time he could actually lead generate right on the cover of the book. So someone wouldn't even have to read the book and he could, they could be in a bookstore and they could call the message from their cell phone and hear why they should buy the book, what they're going to get out of buying the book. Dean, you know, painting the, the vision of what's going to happen once they learn what he teaches in the book and he could capture their email mm -hmm. and he could start marketing to them mm -hmm. other additional trainings and things that he does right. all because a book is a seed yeah. and how you actually get the seed to sprout fruit has everything or vegetables I guess uh, <laughs> or it could be a root vegetable like a potato yeah, a little yeah. nub yeah, so I apologize everyone for this nonsense, but you know, you're listening to me. I mean, what do you expect? So I said it again. I said so. I'm going through my slides here. So I show the uh, I show the book. Now everyone's going to listen for the word so. I, I mean, now I've planted it in their I'm their just looking at my change thing. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm going to have enough quarters. I'm just trying to pay my hotel room by the time right. we, by the time we get there. See, you see the difficulty I'm having? I'm stopping trying to start, and I'm, I just want to start. You just say it uh, silently. I just want to say it. Uh, just say it silently and then say whatever else, because so is just a mechanism. It's just uh, it's a transition. Yeah, point. that's all it is. You don't even need it. So instead <laughs> of saying. <laughs> you just did it. I did it. You see it? Yeah, please comment on the, the, uh, the comments at ilovemarketing.com. 
Then I show a copy of Bill Phillips's, one of Bill's ads, which is the all new sports supplement review is yours free. And it was a book called the, you know, sports supplement review. And it was Bill's version, uh, heavily slanted, of course, towards what he believed in and what he thought and, uh, and preempting the, the sale and release of supplements that he was going to start selling himself. He was running ads in Muscle Media Magazine, Muscle and Fitness, where he was offering this sports supplement review. And what he was really doing was building a list. And he was offering something for free. At first, he charged for it. Then he started offering uh, free shipping and, and you not free shipping and handling. I, probably he did free shipping and handling when he was charging. Then he went to, I'll give you the book for free if you pay for shipping and handling. And once he learned how valuable the leads were, meaning how many people would end up buying EAS supplements and buy additional things from his company, then he actually started just giving the book away for free because right. he, he knew that it was worth doing that. What it yes. was doing though, it was a 359 page book with all of this scientific info on 167 different supplements. And what it ended up doing was giving people, you know, this education. They were reading this book and getting 359 pages of information stuffed into their head. Now, how do you think they felt about his company and about the different supplements he was recommending after he provided them with all that information? And this was done more elegantly and more in a bonding way using powerful emotional copy than any of his competitors. And so he started building this giant list, then he's getting people reading Muscle Media Magazine if he was pulling them out into this funnel outside of Muscle Media Magazine if they were already reading Muscle, Mag Muscle Media Magazine. Then he actually deepened the relationship with them by offering this book. And that's how, this is simply how Bill marketed and that's education-based marketing. So along the way, you know, he created this, uh, oh, actually I'll back up. I was gonna talk about the movie, uh, the, the documentary Body of Work, but I wanna talk about one of the very first ideas I gave him. So when he hired me for consulting, what ended up happening was... Uh, oh, the contain the shipping, uh, yeah. or the yeah. truck containers. So yeah. there, there was this, uh, the first day that I go to uh, EAS, well, that, that the night before I flew into uh, Denver, Colorado, and he had his EAS headquarters at the time in uh, Golden, Colorado. And so I get picked up, we go to Ruth Chris, and we have a meeting. And I draw on a napkin this little analogy at the time where I kind of, I have terrible, you know, I can't, I'm, I can't draw very well. I can't even read my own handwriting. But I drew like this bathtub. But and you're I, enthusiastic. Of course. Yeah. Enthusiasm covers many That's deficiencies. Exactly right. So I draw this uh, bathtub and I said, okay, well, here's, you know, this bathtub is like business and the water inside the bathtub is the money. And so I drew some like water, like it was an invisible tub. And you're looking for directions right now. No, right? I know where we're going. Okay, good. The, yeah. And then I drew a faucet and I said, marketing turns on the faucet, which creates the money. And so you have to, you know, use the marketing to turn on the faucet to fill up the tub. And then you have to, as your company gets bigger, you know, the tub expands and then cracks start happening and you have to seal it. You have to plug the links. There's, you know, employee issues. There's, you know, inventory issues. There's, there's all these different, you know, aspects of a business. 
and so the, the goal is to plug the leaks as well as you can while simultaneously keeping money coming in but knowing the bigger you get you know you're going to be you're going to be losing you know water which you're going to be you know seeping revenue and of course the, the year that bill hired me his company was doing 60 million a year in revenue uh in a two-year period it was at, at about 200 million a year in sales and then in 1999 he ended up selling uh, the company for $300 million, which the payout was over, I think, like a five-year period. Uh, but, you know, he, he built... That was 70% of it. And then sold the other 30% again when they sold the... Uh... How do you know all this? I know stuff, too, you know. Yeah, whatever. So, <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking at Dean like, what the hell are you talking about? So... I said so again. Damn it! Ah. Damn it! This is dri- it's driving me nuts. It's 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 painful. I'm gonna have to meditate. I'm gonna have to meditate just to get over get over myself. He, I explained that analogy to him, and he said, "You know, my business is like a reservoir." He is really like that analogy, and so we we had a really good discussion. And then the next day, I go to the EAS headquarters, and within the first hour, you know, we're talking, and he shows me a sales letter that he had sent out to the Muscle Media subscriber list and to the uh, people that have requested the sports supplement review giant mailing and he had brought in two million dollars and in basically it was for an urgent inventory clearance sale for a very limited time i'm slashing up to 40 percent off regular price top quality supplements and basically he had uh he said, I screwed up big time. You see, we recently added several new supplements to the AS line, and knowing these new products are going to be big sellers, I ordered three truckloads of them from a manufacturing plant in Southern California. Unfortunately, I overlooked the fact that we're already running at full capacity in our warehouse. In fact, my warehouse manager, Rusty Anderson, had just let me in on uh, when these three trucks pulled up to the dock this morning. He was like, well, surprised. So, you know, it's this letter that was sent out to everybody and it showed uh, an order form which act now and save big money up to 40% off on EAS supplements and they had these three semi trucks that were all EAS lettered beautiful mm-hmm. purple you know with their logo and everything on the side trucks filled with supplements and they needed room in the warehouse and so he said you know Joe uh, I need more letters like this I don't have anyone that could write copy like this this letters brought in two million in sales and so I said to Bill I go well well, uh, have you ever done three-step letters? And he's like, no. I go, have you heard of sequential mailings? He's like, yes. I go, well, because uh, this is something I was teaching carpet cleaners. Sure. You put out a letter offering a free room of carpet cleaning and a carpet audit in a neighborhood. You drop them on doorsteps or you yeah. mail them. And everyone that responds, uh, great. And everyone that doesn't respond, you send letter number two. Uh, to everyone that didn't respond, saying second notice, uh, you know, and you handwrite on it, and you do that sort of stuff, and then for the third, uh, then you go out to everyone that, you know, a third time and say third and final notice, yes. and you mail the letter three times. Now, this is a technique that I uh, originally learned from Dan Kennedy, because at the time, Dan Kennedy was writing most of my ads copy. and sales copy so for selling clean, my, yeah. not for carpet cleaners, no, but no, for selling my carpet cleaning marketing and training. So I, I did a lot of stuff with Dan Kennedy uh, and I was just basically teaching him the same marketing methods that I was teaching uh, carpet and upholstery cleaners, but Bill was able to implement and execute on, on a much bigger level. And so I said, can I see the letter? And he's like, sure. I go, can I write on it? And he's like, yeah. So I started handwriting 
on the letter, and I wrote at the top, you know, second notice, I sent you this letter uh, two weeks ago, and I started circling things, and I started, you know, underlining and putting stars next to stuff and crossing things off and, you know, just basically writing on the letter. And so I wrote a few things, and I handed it back to Bill, and I said, this is what you do. You send the same exact letter. You don't need a new letter. You, this letter's already produced, uh, you know, huge for you. Mm -hmm. Mail the same exact letter to everyone a second uh, time that has not responded to the first one. Right. And then, like, a week or two later, you send everyone that has still not responded after that letter hits doors uh, the letter a third time. And then I wrote third and final notice. We've already sent you this letter twice. This is your last opportunity to get up to 40% off on EAS supplements, blah, blah, blah. And so what I'm going to do at JJ's event is I'm going to show just you know the front page of the letter and then I'm going to show a version of it where it's mucked up where it has you know handwriting on and this is Bill's original letter I have everything that Bill uh, you know for two years uh, straight you know real heavy I mean I spent so much time reading stuff through including through the entire development of the book you know uh, you know body for life he would fax me chapters of it before the book ever you know came out I mean yeah. so I was you know I saw just almost everything that that he was doing and I was involved with in during that time and this particular uh, letter you know it says I'm I'm sending this to you again in case you missed it the first time and then he cir circled you know for a very limited time highlighted that circled it in red and then uh, you know I've got three truckloads and then he put an X through it I've got one you know truckload and it just looks very personal. It was printed in a way to where you think someone just sat down and hand wrote on it. Yeah. And that was really unique back at, at, in that time. Yeah. Now, anyone that was a direct marketer knew you could mass produce a letter like that and send it to literally hundreds of thousands of people. And, and it would look like you hand wrote on it. But most people, they're not direct you know, mail experts and they're not used to getting letters like that. And so when you, uh, there's this line I've always loved, which is neatness rejects involvement, ugly works. Mm -hmm. And whenever you can make something look really personable, it just, it just grabs people's attention. And that's, that's what this did. So Bill mailed this letter two more times. The letter he was only going to mail once when he said to me within the first hour of our consultation, you know, Joe, I need more letters like this. And I told him to, you know, mail this letter a second and a third time. And I found at my office the transcripts of us the talking facts. in a consultation. Oh, yeah. and, and Bill Phillips, I have it right here, and I'm going to show everyone a, a copy of this part of our conversation and Bill Phillips said just recently did a series that I started at the beginning of October three weeks later I mailed the second piece three weeks later I mailed the third piece and I think we spent five hundred and forty thousand dollars and it brought in six point five million and so I respond back to him so obviously you're now convinced that sequencing works <laughs> and so by that one idea yeah uh, he ended up bringing in an additional four point five million dollars because what he told me when I was there is that letter only had brought in two million, two million. Yeah. so had he not mailed that same letter two more times there's four and a half million dollars that never would have came in and that is huge mm -hmm. now granted I wish he would have given me a hundred percent of that money because everything else that I did parlayed made the guy millions of dollars but within the first hour of a consultation that cost him three thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars uh, actually no that's not true because he actually sent me a check for four thousand oh, uh, dollars you know before that yeah, he didn't well before I even went there yeah. and then after I gave him this idea he started paying me ten grand a day for consulting uh-huh so 
uh, you know, that that's that, and that, that I really liked because uh, he obviously had enough sense. Although I won't tell the whole story in the beginning when I quoted Bill, uh, you know, $3,850 for consulting, he actually sent me back a scathing fact saying, you know, I did 60 million in sales last year. There's people standing in line, you know, willing to write copy for me for free. What makes you think I'm going to pay you four grand a day to come and teach me how to run my company? Right. You know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I wrote back, I go, well, you know, first off, if you have people standing in line willing to work for free, they obviously don't know a lot about marketing themselves. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and, I, and I go, you know, you don't go to McDonald's and say, I made $60 million last year. Well, can I get free free fries with my Big Mac? I right. go, they laugh at you. And I, I mean, I wrote back a letter like that because he wrote a page and a half letter kind of like bitching at me. Right. But it was a positioning thing for oh, Bill. Yeah. Bill, you know, you got to, he's dealing with all these bodybuilders. He's hyped up. You know, he's a young guy in his 30s making millions of dollars. You know, I mean, he has a freaking attitude. Yes. And so he throws that shit at me. But I thought, you know, well, he obviously wouldn't have taken the time to write this letter if I didn't hit a nerve. So I wrote back, you know, kind of a, you know, in your face sort of letter. And he yeah. handwrites on it, you're feisty. I like that. And then he overnighted me a check for four grand in uh -huh. first class tickets for the first day of consulting. So that's how, you know, I originally, you know, started working with Bill. Yeah. And so I, I, that, that was the very first idea that I gave him. And then after that, I was in Australia, a keynote speaking uh, at a cleaning and restoration event in Australia and New Zealand. And while I was in, in Australia, I was in a hotel room and there was like a magazine there. I've tried to find it. I, you know, I haven't researched that much. Maybe today someone on the internet could probably find it, but it was around, uh, I think it was around 1997. And in this magazine, it, it, there was an article about uh, weight loss and it showed like an evolution man you know like the oh yeah you know starting as the what, what, what's what do you call yeah, it like a um Pre, like the prehistoric yeah man. Like what a are they neanderthal called? Or right a, exactly yeah. like a, that's not the word i was looking for no neanderthal going to caveman like, yeah you know to modern you know to a modern man sure but it was about weight loss so it showed a really uh fat person getting thin and it showed the four four different people's an evolution man and i ripped this out of the uh magazine and I sent it to Bill and I said, Bill, you should uh, have someone diet and we turn it. Was that's that not music? me. That's the motorcycle. Up. Wow, that's so funny. I'm yeah. hearing all this music. I'm thinking Dean turned the radio on and there was someone in the motorcycle in the rain with it so loud you, I could hear it. Th that was very, that's very strange. Maybe they're just annoyed it's raining and they're on the motorcycle. Yeah, exactly. So blasting the music. So anyway, sorry, Dean. That's okay. Yeah, no, you got a little hurtful there. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, dude, what are you doing? We're trying to record a podcast here. <laughs> he wasn't doing anything. He's just driving, and I'm being like a jerk. So, I, you know, Bill, he has a guy um, named Clark uh, Bardstrom, I believe. Um, yeah, I should know this. I mean, some of these things have literally slipped my memory. Right. It's, it's bizarre because I would know these things inside out. And this became his visual communication for EAS. And it was the new theory of evolution. So if you type in EAS, new theory of evolution into YouTube or whatever, or into Google, uh, you will you know, be able to, to see a picture of this. But actually, Bill took that idea, which was a brilliant mm -hmm. idea, I thought. And he literally made it happen. Mm -hmm. And he has this guy that, uh, you know, he shows him from fat to uh, to thin. And it said, you know, 12 weeks, unretouched photos. And 
I can't verify this. I'm only saying this for entertainment purposes only, but I think the guy did it backwards. I think he started out thin and they got heavy in order for the photo shoot. Oh, you but, did? Uh, but, he, but he wasn't lying about over a 12-week right. period. Oh, it's just, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the guy, it, it, but it was a great visual. Then they ended up doing a female version of it. I think after, but but it, it never it, it never ended up looking as good as the male version. Uh, but the male version was huge. It was on billboards. It was on, you know, the, the covers. Of, it was in magazines everywhere. I mean, it became a very famous brand logo. Yeah. You know, for a guy who's not yeah. a big, big brand guy here. And so that that was another idea. And then the big the big deal was he actually had his uh, physique transformation contest. And he had created the movie uh, Body of Work. And he had spent over a million dollars doing this documentary. And he said to me, he's like, you know, Joe, this this movie is awesome. I want to send it to people, but I'm afraid that they will not value it if I just send it to them. And I need a I need a way to instill value in this. And right at that time, I had just sent out a letter. Uh, to my to a list of 1,200 carpet and upholstery cleaners and restoration companies, basically saying uh, that people that have become members of my organization back then. Now, you know, fast forward today, we have over you know 7,800 cleaning and restoration companies throughout the world that have become members of of Piranha Marketing. Mm-hmm. But back then, I had 1,200 companies that had bought a, a marketing training course for me, and so I sent a letter to them saying I did this amazing interview with. Gary Halbert, uh, and I positioned him really well, and I want to send this interview to you for free, but I'm afraid that you won't value it, so I'm still going to send it to you for free, but I want you to make a $20 donation to the Phoenix Children's Hospital, and if you se- if you send me a check for $20, bucks, i will send you this cassette tape, because we were doing cassettes back then, we didn't have iPods, right. and, yeah. you know, I mean, cassettes, that was, uh-huh. that was the deal. So... I bait, and it was the Joe Polish Superstar Audio Tape of the Month program, and people would pay me monthly to get these interviews. But that one, I wanted to send to people for free. Now they get this stuff for free on a podcast, and they'll they'll still bitch about like sound quality and stuff or whatever. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So, did you see that? I did. I wish we had that on video to show people the podcast. This person just did something highly illegal and how they turned around, but it was. It was like Dukes of Hazard. I was thinking the same. And if you don't know what Dukes That's of Hazard like is, it's Bo Duke. Going, I mean, that was Boss Hog getting through the median. That was crazy. That's funny. I guess, I'm, I'm like almost losing my train of thought. I'm traumatized what, by it. What was I talking about? Well, you were talking about the donation, and the people were sending you the money. Or at least one of us sending paid, you the child paying full attention. At least one of us paid attention. Yeah. So. This Gary Halbert uh, cassette tape, we had I had brought in over seven thousand dollars in donations, twenty dollar donations. I told people they could send me a check for twenty bucks, or if they called and wanted to put it on a credit card, to just uh, pay twenty one dollars, so I can at least have the dollar to pay for my processing fee. So a hundred percent of the money uh, would go to. Uh, the Phoenix Children's Hospital and I will even pay for you know shipping and all that blah 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 Um, so I I ended up raising you know over seven thousand dollars at the time I was having this conversation with Bill and now of course Bill had a gigantic company I had this small you know publishing company well you know small Mm -hmm. relative it was a million dollar plus business but you know compared to Bill Bill had a gigantic Mm -hmm. company and so I, I I said to Bill I go you know people of America have you know, real affinity with uh, children's charities. I go, I would, you know, recommend 
sending the the documentary to people for a donation to uh, either the Denver's Children's Hospital or the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And Bill had done some stuff with the Make-A-Wish Foundation previous in his life, so he already had, you know, like a you know an affinity with. Uh, Make-A-Wish, and so he chose the Make-A-Wish Foundation, and, yep. and I gave him the letter from Gary. He modeled his own version of it, and Bill was a very, Bill, Bill is a very good writer, very mm -hmm. powerful, compelling writer. He really understands marketing. He studied, you know, he studied Ted Nicholas and Gary Halbert, just, a, you know, a lot of the, the great marketers doing all of the stuff that me and Dean talk about on I Love Marketing, of who to read, what to read. You know, Bill did all of that. I mean, he's he. That's why he was such a, 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 a fantastic writer and a great marketer. So he wrote an ad for Muscle Media, and I think the first ad was, "We want to raise a hundred thousand dollars for the Make a Wish Foundation. I will send you the video if you like it. You can, you know, mail the the donation directly." And that's what he did. And so this video was on VHS tapes. And he and literally within a matter of weeks he raised the first hundred thousand, and then I think it was three hundred thousand. We want to raise then half a million, and fast forward, you know, to today, Bill became the single largest individual contributor in the history of the world for the Make a Wish Foundation because of that campaign. Granted, over five hundred and some like eighty wishes last that I checked, and I mean we went and met with uh, the people that run Make a Wish. The headquarters is in you know Phoenix, Arizona where, you know, and one of the CEOs of Make-A-Wish, Jennifer Ritter of uh, Canada, is, is one of my friends, and so I've done a lot of... Uh, well, we uh, went and spent a day with uh, with her, with them in uh, in Toronto. Yeah. Talking... Talking marketing. Of, yeah, exactly, talking marketing. Yeah, so what, what Bill ended up doing was, overnight, this became a sensation. I mean, literally. Uh, people that... This video was getting into the hands of all kinds of people and it took, you know, what it really did was, I don't even think Bill was prepared for the strategic byproduct of what this would actually do for his reputation because we're talking he had a hardcore bodybuilding magazine that published profanity and hate mail and all of a sudden he's doing this wonderful thing granting all of these wishes for kids has this documentary that's inspiring people and then it you know I think it really dawned on Bill that wow I have the power to influence people very positively with the way that I package and present a message and the way that I package and present exercise and nutrition and working out. And the way the body uh, of work, the movie Body of Work was done, it was a very soft sell for EAS, but it very much positioned you know, EAS and it very much positioned the physique transformation contest. And so what ended up happening, he got an offer to write a book from Harper Collins. And I believe they gave him half a million dollars advance for the book that ended up becoming Body, uh, body, body for life. life, and he gave, as far as I know, 100% of the money to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of the Advance, and wrote that book, and that ended up becoming the, uh, you know, top-selling uh, exercise uh, and nutrition book uh, of the 90s, and it was, you know, one of the biggest best-selling diet books of all time. Yeah. I mean, it never went to paperback. It, it's all still hardback, yeah. yeah, all in hardcover, which is something that Bill controlled, uh -huh. you know, and, and which is very smart because a lot of authors are like, let's, you know, let's get our book to paperback right away. And he, he did that and, uh, you know, it, it just, it just blew up. So 
you know, what I'm going to show people at JJ's event is I'll show them a, a cover of, you know, Body of Work. And Sean Phillips is on the, the cover. That's Bill's brother. And me yeah. and you just talked to Sean right. two days ago. Sean, uh, we've known for many years. Sean actually has been through one of Dean's uh, Breakthrough Blueprints. Sean has been to my seminars. Uh, Sean hired me for consulting, you know. We, uh, after you know Bill, I mean, so we've known you know we've known each other since 1996, yeah. basically, long time. And so I'm going to show uh, some of the inserts that were inside the video, showing the donation form, and then uh, what I'll do is I will show people just some different pictures. I'll show pictures of the Jaguar convertible that Bill gave me uh, as a result of me working with him and. Let's see. I'm going, and then what I ended up doing as a result. Now there's a heck of a lot more, but yeah. because of timing that we have here, and I also want to get your viewpoint on everything I talked about with with the wrap up. What what ended up happening after Bill <laughs> sold his company? What, one thing I actually did with Bill, which I think was instrumental. I don't know if Bill uh, would admit. I, I'll send a uh, you know I'll send a link of this uh, podcast to Bill so he can listen to it if he wants to. I'd love to get his perspective on this. I, I highly was endorsing Strategic Coach. I had joined Strategic Coach in 1997, and I thought it was phenomenal. And Bill, like most driven entrepreneurs, you know, total workaholic, uh, crazy schedule, massive demanding. And you know, here's this brilliant guy named Dan Sullivan who has this coaching program for high-level entrepreneurs, and he had just launched a million-dollar group where people had to make a net income of a million dollars a year or, or more to, to join the group. And so I recommended, you know, that Bill join Strategic Coach, and he did. And within that year of joining Strategic Coach, he ended up structuring the sale of EAS, and he put together all this marketing collateral to position and sell the company, much of which I have, all of that stuff that he created in my office, because he would actually run it by me and send it to me, and I would look at it and, and that. And, and I believe because of the thinking that took place of being in that sort of discussion group helped him really plan out and focus on what was most important. And, and, and personally, I don't believe things would have worked out. Bill would have been successful no, no matter what because he was a driven, talented guy that knew how to market. Yeah. Uh, what I think I did for him was uh, some of it strategically, some of it was a strategic byproduct. You know, the big elegant ideas, certainly sequential mailings, one of them, the evolution man, uh, things related to the contest, uh, you know, body of work, uh, you know, the halo effect. I think that the Make-A-Wish Foundation donation did for him. Him. I mean, he already had it in him. You know, the thing is, mm -hmm. all people have the ability to impact the world in very positive ways. The question is, you know, the direction that you take and how you do it. And so marketing can do a hell of a lot more than just make you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. It can actually do, you, you, can, you can fund campaigns. Uh, you know, first and foremost, I believe being a capitalist and pursuing money by creating value for other people, and not by selling alcohol, not by selling pornography, not, you know. What about cheesy poofs? None of that. None well, I mean, look, and I'll tell you this about supplements. Yeah. I think a lot of supplements are crap. I mean, there are tons of people in the supplement industry that sell shit in a bottle or just crap that, mm -hmm. that isn't that good or it doesn't work at all that will make outrageous claims. And so it's a, it's a very it's a very sketchy industry, you know. And, and I'm not a nutritionist, so I you know I'm not I can't speak like a scientist about this sort of stuff. I have plenty of you know brilliant nutrition friends, and so I've had these conversations 
options for many, many years. What, what I made a decision on though, because I've had so many people in the fitness and exercise world that have hired me for consulting, that have sought me out, that have you know, joined uh, Genius Network, people that sell you know, courses on nutrition and health and fitness. I, I mean, I probably have consulted more high-level nutrition and exercise and fitness people in, in at least that way than anyone I know. You know, I mean, even Beachbody.com joined my Genius Network, you know, right. back, way back when. And then, uh, you know, I mean, just, just a lot of people over, over the years. And I've interviewed, you know, everyone from Mark Hyman to, you know, Dean Ornish and Tim Ferriss and, you know, all kinds of people that they can find those interviews on, you know, for our body. When I would do consulting with people, though, I, I remember even uh, Alex Gowen, who owned Trim Spa at the, at the time. And now that company, because of the Anne and Nicole dying, right. you know, I, I remember when I, I first did consulting, I said, I'm not going to do any consulting on anything related to selling pills if anything we're focusing on does not include advice on how to work out and exercise and eat right because I don't care what sort of pill or powder someone drinks or put in their bodies if you don't exercise if you don't eat you know healthy food yeah you know it's, it's just a joke I mean you're you're, right. you're just lying to people if you tell them this you know by itself is, is gonna make you you know super thin or look like you know it's just it's nonsense although many of these companies they don't care you know they, no, they exactly. know that the American public will respond to a magic pill in a bottle but I I never took on a consulting client in in that field without saying you know first and foremost exercise and food and nutrition you know do that first the supplements will enhance you know if, if that's the deal so anyway that, that was sort of my little rant there but those are those are some of the uh, the ideas and the last thing that I'll show people is some pictures of me with like the founders of Beachbody and you know the meeting with Bill Phillips and Tim Ferriss and Joe Sugarman when I was doing a conference out in Hawaii where I had you know Tim attended it and me and Joe Sugarman were running it it was my conference but uh, Jim uh, Joe Sugarman, who the founder of Blue Blocker Sunglasses, and then Bill Phillips came out there and spoke, and so I show him that. And then one of the last slides I show is uh, a quote from Anthony Greenback, The Book of Survival, which is, to live through an impossible situation, you don't need the reflexes of a Grand Prix driver, the muscles of a Hercules, the mind of an Einstein, you simply need to know what to do. And so the whole point is, no matter where you're at in your business, you know, you don't need to be brilliant, you know, the strongest person in the world, you know, the, the smartest person in the world, you just simply need to, to know what to do. And so I gave them some ideas on what to do. Mm -hmm. and what I did with Bill, that I considered to be elegant ideas. Now there were literally hundreds of things. I mean, I had Bill, you know, using 24-hour free recorded messages where he had the EAS, you know, Body for Life contest winners leaving an educational message where people could call up and listen to 24 hours a day, seven days a week, hearing about what sort of supplements they had, you know, that they were taking, what their exercise regimen was, and, you know, people could bond with people. You know, there was a, there's a variety of different things. And all, you know, there was a little strip of testimonials on the outside of the book Body for Life, which is still on the book, and that idea, me and Dan Kennedy came up with that idea for Bill to put the testimonials along the strip and, and all kinds of little things like that. The, the, the reality is I don't even think the book would exist had it not been for 
like some of my ideas, like the Make-A-Wish thing. It, 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 certainly, he would have written a book, and he would, again, I mean, I, I want people to know that Bill was a driven guy, and he would have been successful yeah. in spite of, you know, whatever, because he was just a smart marketer. Right. I just think the elegant ideas made a giant shift for him. Yeah. So, anyway, that's sort of some of the things that I'm sharing in my presentation and some of the things I do with Bill. So now I'll let you kind of summarize it. And well, a we'll couple of things jump out right away. The first thing that jumps out is this is clearly evidence for our assertion of ideas being the, the most valuable thing. Because if you could call Bill Phillips anything, what you could call him was an executor, if anything. He built through just sheer force and getting stuff done. He did whatever the, the best thing that he knew to do, he did. Right. And he got to that uh, point that having, you know, and, and if you haven't heard us talk about this, that it's really comes down to this argument of what's more valuable, ideas or execution. And execution people will all say, well, an idea not executed is worthless, so execution is more valuable. And so we grant them that and say that's absolutely true. And... I'll even go as far as granting flawless execution, that you're executing something flawlessly. Well, the only thing that can improve flawless execution is executing a better idea. Now, when you look at getting that direct mail package written, getting the direct mail package about the, uh, the overshipment, getting that mail, written, mailed, produced, sent out, and brought in $2 million from it was execution. They did a great job of that. And he was ready to now looking for, I need to do something more like that. And your elegant idea, the only thing that can improve flawless execution is a better idea is rather than go and get a whole new letter that you don't know is going to have the appeal, mail this one again and do these uh, handwriting on it. That is an idea that now is the most valuable thing. So really interesting, you know, and then your contest model and all of these things. The other thing that I was talking, uh, thinking about as you were saying this was how transferable ideas are. When you understand what's actually at work there, when you understand how something is working, it's almost like a, a master musician can hear something and understand, oh, I see what's going on, it's this chord progression or something like that. And you could take that chord progression and apply it to something else. Same kind of thing like you did with all, you know, describing the contest model and describing the, um, the um, make-a-wish um, idea and even the evolution man seeing right. how you could take something and apply it to something else it's just just paying attention yeah no, exactly. yeah it is it is paying attention and seeing yeah seeing where an idea is and how you can formulaically transplant it into another arena Perfect. if you see a seed somewhere will this seed grow elsewhere can it grow bigger elsewhere yes yeah, and, and it's an interesting thing because I go back and forth with the idea and execution. I think both of them are critical. I mean, yes. you can execute a really shitty 
idea, uh, you, but you know, a, a mediocre idea, you know, properly executed is far better than a brilliant idea without execution. Yeah, yeah. And I so think that the distinction that we've come to, I was talking with Eben about this, is the distinction is that the the value is ideas on the far side of execution. Ideas when you've already got execution in place, and now you can execute uh, something. But to go from nothing, execution is is the thing that's going to get you to the first level. Right. And yeah. so, anyone listening to this, and here's one of the, I guess, frustrations and amazements that I've had over all these years, is that the time to stop going to the well is when you put the bucket down in the well and you pull it up and there's no water and there are people that if they just look at their business what is bringing in water using water as an analogy for money and are you dipping the bucket in over and over again or are you not and so many people just they won't even get started they won't even put a spoon mm. in the well and they will bitch and they will complain and my they will tub keep is reading. dry yeah they'll keep reading books they'll keep going to seminars they'll keep seeing but they never take any action and it drives me freaking bananas because you know I can give someone an idea. It's the Emerson, uh, I think it's an Emerson quote where he's, he said, you ask for a new idea when you haven't used the last one that I gave you. And we have people that have become millionaires listening to the advice we give on I Love Marketing that have never paid us a penny. Although anyone that makes money from us should be giving us some money. I mean, it's Something. just, it's, it's the law of reciprocity. Yeah. Send your money. 300 Martinique Drive, Winter Haven, Florida. <laughs> That's not where you live. 3384. That's my office. Oh, it's your office. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 300 so, Martinique. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll start getting some cards because everyone sends all the thank yous and the gifts and everything to me. Then I have to mail them to you. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I get for being the sarcastic one of the two. <laughs> but you know, Batman has to give Robin some orders here and there, right, Dean? So, <laughs> and those of you that are new to uh, I Love Marketing, if you go back to listen to some previous episodes, you'll get a kick out of the Batman and Robin thing. Once in a while, you know, we let Dean. You know, take take the role of thinking who's Batman and who's right. But anyway, uh, but it's one of our lovely ways of jabbing. Now, do you want to insult me or say anything sarcastic? No, I, I've had a great time these last <laughs> two days. I can't tell you how much joy it brings to my life. <laughs> you know what? I know that's actually. It's been an I know that's true. It's so all right. We're past we're past the time mark. And I guess the final thing I'll say is if you have not seen the, if you're listening to this on iTunes or anywhere else other than on our website, check out the redesign of ilovemarketing.com. Um, I was responsible for that. Fantastic. And I want you to, if you see any bugs, if you see anything that's not functioning, we're, we're, we've set it up so we can make it more aesthetically pleasing, a better user experience. There's still a lot of things that are on the list of stuff we want to work on. Understand that, you know, we do all of this out of pocket. You know, we, are, we have funded I Love Marketing with soft sells and we'll make, you know, comments about join our 25K group or, you know, go to uh, Dean's uh, Breakthrough Blueprint but I assure you it costs more money to uh, give out the free podcast and do the stuff we're doing currently than we're actually, we've never set this up to be a giant revenue stream for us. Not that one day we're opposed to that, but we really did want this to be a really valuable uh, educational 
place so that people that love marketing, love it even further, get better at it, and people that are not even aware of how powerful and how useful and how amazing marketing is that you fall in love with it. So please do us a favor and share I Love Marketing with uh, anyone in business or anyone that you know that has a startup or is very successful and just wants to do better and share the love and follow us on Facebook and if there's anything we do happen to sell, you know, then please support us in that way. If you if you want to get one of our I Love Marketing uh, greatest uh, hits uh, books, you can buy uh, the, the best best of episode books, and you can start a meetup group. There are I Love Marketing meetup groups all over the world, and you can check out uh, meetup.com to see if there's one in your area, and if there is not one in your area, then start one, because one of the best ways to meet amazing people that care about this is to literally facilitate a group that brings them all together, and we have a whole outline on on ilovemarketing.com on questions and on, on how to do it. So, so thank you if uh, you are a subs- if you're a subscriber, if you're someone that's been listening for a long time, we really appreciate it. And if you're brand new to it, then uh, keep checking us out. Keep and we will we will talk to you on the next episode of I Love Marketing. Thank you. See ya.